I'm Scott Weatherly. Welcome to 20th Century Geek. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, hopefully you've been enjoying 20th Century Geek's Summer of Geek. Uh, we're four episodes into it now. It's four episodes in. We've had end of pop culture in the 20th century, uh, 90s cartoons, and then we got dark with video nasties. Uh, so we're lightening the tone this week, uh, and I've got a fellow Britpod scene on the show from Stacey's parlour. I got Stacey herself. Hello. How are you doing? I was, there were so many times during the things you were just saying that I wanted to like make noises or uh, be really irritating, but because I know how to podcast, sort of. Uh, I thought, do you know what? I'll wait until he actually says who I am. So then I just went, hello, like a tit. <laughs> it works. That's it. You've got to be interested. At least it wasn't like a Kevin Smith introduction, you know, sort of four and a half hours later and I'm still doing an anecdote about something. <laughs> and I'm just snoring quite <laughs> yeah. Give me a call when you're ready. I'll pop back on. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about something that uh, I have, I've enjoyed for years, but is, is a definite passion for you. Uh, in fact, you podcast so- about it. We're going to be talking Ninja Turtles. Yeah, we are. I'm so excited. I could honestly talk about the Ninja Turtles like all day. So you might have to just tell me to like stop at some point. Just be like, shh, space, shh. Calm yourself. That's it. Yeah, calm down, dear. Calm down, dear. It's just a turtle. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a ninja. Ugh. Yeah. But it's good so, though, isn't it? They are great, considering like what they started out as and like what they really are. It shouldn't. They shouldn't work, but they do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, like the thing for me is that I came into the turtles. Uh, I didn't read the original comics because I was, I was but a wee bairn, mm. as the Scottish might say. Probably not. Um, when the comics came out, so I had no concept of like that original situation. Yeah. So I was all in on the cartoon. Mm. I loved that thing like of all the cartoons that i say i was obsessed with when i was a kid this is the only one that i actually remember anything about (laughs) (laughs) so i've got a shocking shocking memory um and so there's loads of times when i've been like oh that 90s spider-man cartoon that's my favorite when i was a kid and people like oh yeah what episode did you like and i'm like you know the one where he swung around He do, he done a spoiler, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but the turtles, like I have, like very, very vivid memories and can like quote some episodes, like verbatim. I love them so much. But that's it. But the eighties cartoons, when I mean, they were later, I mean, for me, it's it's. I have the same for the real Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. And yeah. for years there was stuff and over here. They didn't really release it for such a long time. But then when it was all on Netflix, like I wept like a baby. Yeah. I was just like, I'm so happy. Um, so I know what you mean. So to sort of like, you know, Ninja Turtles. Um, have they got? Is, have they got like all episodes available in the UK? Is like a box set or anything? I don't believe so, and that makes me a bit of a sad panda because the Americans have got like a really lovely box set that comes in a turtle van, and I'm like, oh, no way. I, I, yeah, see, everybody wants that. It's amazing, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> I uh, I do have some um, DVDs mm. that I that I bought. Um, it was mainly like I've got to admit I don't think I've seen all of the uh, original series because I didn't realise it had run for like ten seasons yeah, <laughs> until it, uh... I was well into adulthood. Like it went <laughs> on forever. Well, I checked it. Say just a bit of this. I researched just to 
you know, to look into sort of the different iterations of the cartoons. And yeah, they did not realise how long it ran for. Because yeah. I'm like, I can remember like 20 episodes. But... <laughs> See, the ones everybody always remembers are some of the, like the really early ones. Like mm. one of my absolute favourite ones is when they get, and I can't remember how it happens. I don't know if it's something to do with a gem or it's something to do with a pizza. It's probably the latter. When they all get shrunk. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a really brilliant bit where they're out going through the sewers on a bar of soap and there's like this weird sewer snake chasing them and it's just absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. But it was uh, it was one of those shows that, um, like for me, I was a typical nerd when I was a kid. I had like no friends and I was a teacher's pet. And I used to, I didn't used to play out with the, the kids on the street. I used to just like read books and stuff. In fact, I remember one time when I got really upset because to punish me for something that I'd done, my mom took my books away from me. And I was like, <laughs> no, I was like screaming <laughs> at the ceiling. Why? I will take these um, educational tools away from you. Oh, she was like, you can't have fun reading books anymore. And I was like, God, oh, what am I supposed to do now? Like be outside or play video? <laughs> <Yeah. the> oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, like, the turtles were, I think it was Donatello that sold me on it, because he was, like, at the same time as being a smarty, smarty pants, yeah. he was also just as funny as the other turtles, um, and just as, like, ninja-skilled. I mean, I say that now, having watched some of them as an adult, they barely do any fighting in it, like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same with anything. I think I, for years, it's like, I thought the A-team were badass. Until you go back and watch it, and you realise they're actually not, that I could probably take a lot of them. And you sort of, yeah, so they're a bit disappointing. But Donatello <laughs> is the biggest badass. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely the best thing that's ever bested, and I'll fight you if you try and tell me one of the other yeah. turtles is better. Because you're wrong. You're just wrong. <laughs> I have this uh, this argument go- ongoing with my podcast in a half shell co host, Duncan, because he's a huge Leonardo fan, mm. and I'm like, he's the actual worst one. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'd agree with that. But the thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm a Raphael fan. I think I, okay. I, I, I sort of, you know, I, I do, you need know, to sort of relate to them. I see myself a little bit in the Raphael mould. But Raphael's got Full size. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just every now and then I just rage out and sort of, especially when you got to the film version. But when you look at them, like Michelangelo's got swinging nunchucks, Leonardo's got katanas, and, uh, you know, Raph's got his size. Like, they've got proper cool weapons. And Donatello's got a stick. Yeah, he's still hard. <laughs> Yeah, he knows how to use that stick, I'll tell you. That sounded pervier than it was intended. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I loved Donatello like straight from the start. And I was like, see, it is possible, right, to be smart and also cool. Mm. But um, I can't do ninja styling, so <laughs> I you know, I couldn't actually apply that to myself <laughs> in any meaningful way. Um, but yeah, like the, tur- the thing about the turtles, and I don't mean this as a pun, but it's going to come out that way, is that it's like an evergreen franchise. It's... One of those things that um, there's been so many different versions of. And you never see people like chucking a wobbler about it like they do about, you know, if anybody changes a hair on Superman's head and everybody yeah. loses their, their absolute minds over it. You're like, calm down, guys. He's killed Zod before, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's such a big bugbear for me when people are like, that's not my Superman. And I was like, well, then several other versions aren't, you know, chill out. You don't have to watch this one. That's it, yeah. Um, but, like, the turtles have been through, like, like everything. Because the, the cartoon bears absolutely no resemblance to the original comics, except for the fact that there's four turtles and they've got weapons. Mm. Like, that, 
That's it, really. Um, I mean, you because I know, I didn't realise until I started actually reading those comics when I was about, I, think I was about twenty, twenty two, something like that. Mm. Um, that the shredder like dies at the end of the first issue, and he doesn't come back. <laughs> no, well, the the, yeah, the the first film, like the nineteen ninety film, is actually a closer representation of the comics. Um, it really is. I love that film. Yeah, it's great. I got. I have to say, just recently, I got the uh, Steelbook Blu-ray. Oh, snazzy! Yes, yeah, really nice. It's all <laughs> special. <laughs> um, yeah, but the other thing as well, I, I, I've, having read the, you know, the the comics since, sort of, you, you know, you learn all this stuff and you read them. And you're like, oh, these are pretty cool. But then you, re- you, you know, you find out they're actually almost like taking the Mickey out of Frank Miller's Daredevil. Yeah. And they were never taken seriously, but they've spawned like a massive franchise. Arguably, probably a bigger one than Daredevil. <laughs> I would agree with that. I mean, I, I really love the, the Daredevil comics at the moment, but that yeah, he's not the greatest of. Uh... <clears throat> so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Netflix series are good. I'm enjoying. I enjoy those. But. Let's see. No. Okay. Tiny tangents, right? I'm going to go off on one about the Daredevil series. I absolutely loved the first series. Mm. But I genuinely think the second series did not need any of the stuff to do with Electra, like at all, because the Punisher stuff was really good, mm. and all the stuff with Matt and Foggy was really good. I love them pair together; they're so adorable. I kind of ship them. <laughs> um, but but anything with Electra just made me want to slap her in the face. I was like, you're the most annoying thing that's ever existed. <laughs> In a TV show. No, I, well, I agree. Even her motivations always seemed a bit, like, iffy. You know, yeah. it, it was always like, I'm going to drive you to be the best you can be. And she sort of just kind of turned the screw, but I never really understood why. And then yeah. they killed her. Uh, spoilers. Then they killed her. I was a bit like, all right, move on. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And I'm going to be annoyed when they inevitably bring her back, because I don't care. <laughs> well, apparently she's... Uh, you know, there's images showing that she's in the Defenders series. I don't know how I feel about that series because I still haven't finished Luke Cage, and uh, and I haven't watched any of Iron Fist. But I don't care about him in the comics, so I don't think I'm going to bother. No, I'm saying I finished Luke Cage and I actually really enjoyed Luke Cage. I think there was some really, it got quite good actually, mm. uh, but it's it was definitely it's a definite slog like compared to some of the others. And yeah, I haven't even started Iron Fist. I just. It's one of those where every now and then I'll come onto it on Netflix and I'm like, eh, no, Rick and Morty's on here, I'll go watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I could do a whole other episode about Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, but let's pull it back to... to... But let's, yeah, let's rein it so, back in, Stace. This so, is uh, your show, jeez. So, cartoon, so the cartoon's what brought you in. So what is, is, is that your favourite iteration in cartoon-wise? I, um, that's a tough question. I... Don't, I don't. I'm stroking my beard. Uh, I mean, probably, but that might be rose-tinted nostalgia glasses times, mm. because I haven't watched many of the episodes in my adulthood, and when I have, I've usually been drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's put the turtles on, oh, and then ten minutes later, I'm asleep on the settee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really like. I want to talk about this now. I really, really like the movie from the 90s, like the first the yes. first live action one, because I, whilst I really enjoy the original comics and I really like 
the 80s cartoon, I think the 90s movie strikes a really good balance between those two things. Mm. So it's got like enough sort of serious fighty ninja times for you to be well invested in like the action and the plot. But then it's also got bits where like they're just idiots and they eat pizzas and like Splinter tries to make a funny and he fails. Yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah. Bless him. He tries so hard. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I love that film. And like I said, the uh, I think the best example is the fight in the antique shop. Oh, because I think right. the fight it's really good. Okay, here's a here's a stace fact for you that's probably going to make everybody think I am the biggest loser but i um i watched this this film so much when i was a kid that i wore out the vhs and then when i bought it on dvd when i was an actual like grown-up person um the first time i watched it so there's about like a like a six or seven year gap from when i'd seen it before mm. <laughs> the first time i watched it i legit cried when they threw raf through the skyline <laughs> i was like oh, i'd forgotten this happened and then there's that whole scene in the bath and leo's just there like oh my god it stressed me out so much but there is a there is a, a thing in that scene that's ruined everything it's ruined my life so if you don't if you don't want this movie to be ruined for you just like pause for like just skip ahead like 30 seconds there's a bit in that scene where Raph wakes up in the tub and they're having a lovely a lovely hug mm. and then Donnie says, oh, it's a Kodak moment and he leans back and he laughs. Mm. You can see the inside his suit in his mouth and it's terrifying nightmare fuel. No! <laughs> yeah, you actually can. You can just, like, and it's really black. As soon as you notice it, you're like, holy mother of pearl, it's terrifying. <laughs> right, that's it tonight. I'm cracking out that Blu-ray and in high def, I want to see that. <laughs> That's going to be nightmare fuel in high def, like, because yeah. I've only seen it, like, sad old DVD time. So, now I kind of want to see it, but the first time I noticed it, like, after somebody pointed it out, I think I read it in, like, IMDb trivia, and I was like, that can't be true. Like, they would absolutely have reshot that scene, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, no, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> just, just right inside the turtle, but absolutely nightmarish. But it's crazy. But the suits are amazing because I mean they're Jim Henson Studios suits, um, and for 1990, I think the, the the puppets and the animatronics on those faces and they're really good. They are really good. The um, I went to London Film and Comic Con a couple of years ago, and uh, one of the guys, I think he was Michelangelo in the second movie, but I could be lying. Uh, his name's Nick Palmer. He was there, and he turned up in his full suit uh, with the head. And he was, because he was annoyed that you had to pay a base amount of money for an autograph, he was then offering people three to have three photographs taken with him. One where he's fully Michelangelo yeah. and you just stand there. Another one where he's fully Mikey and you're both doing fight poses. And then one where his head is off so that you can see him. No I was like, this is the best dude ever. But I only held that head for maybe 30 seconds to have a photo taken. And I was like, Mate, this is heavy. <laughs> like, I don't know because they did some like really good fight scenes in yeah, those yeah. suits. Um, I don't know how they did any of that. And he was like, "Yeah, like we almost constantly, you know, almost died of heat yeah. stroke." <laughs> I was like, it's not surprising because that suit looks rubbery as well. Like, ugh, it looks like an absolute nightmare. I so I've just yeah. got my hat off to anyone who's inside because it's just amazing what they were doing in those suits. They must have been pouring sweat out of them things at the end of the day. I can't see them being breathable. No, not at all. They've got like um, 
<clears throat> sort of like a weird lining on the inside, but it didn't look like the kind of lining that was going to really help you in times of heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's it. I mean, if you know, if you were gasping for a pee or you'd been, you know, out drinking the night before, those suits were probably not your friend. Yeah, I imagine there's no such thing as out drinking the night before when your day job is, you know, ninja-ing. ninja you know, <laughs> <laughs> It's ninja-ing a word, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sort of wondering that if that guy get managed to keep. I'm assuming like you said he turned up with the suit. I mean, was it his? I mean, at Halloween, does he crack out the Michelangelo suit and wander the streets? I mean, I, I kind of love the idea of of him doing that and potentially just popping out of sewers places and ordering <laughs> pizzas. Like, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's. I'm hoping he stopped a crime. Is what I'm really hoping. <laughs> Some mothers absolutely See, shit themselves and ran off, thinking, "Christ, the turtles are real." Actually, I would love that. I would legitimately love that. <laughs> if I had a suit, that's what I would do. I would stalk the streets looking just to scare criminals. Not engage, because, you know, I don't want to get beaten up. But... Yeah, that I've always wondered about whether or not I would go into Crime Fighter if I obtained some sort of, like, superpower or super suit. And my conclusion is always, no, you're a fraidy cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're such a wuss. You would never do this. <sighs> so I'm just thinking about, you know, about the, the 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 difference between them and that because they got the ninety the later nineties cartoon didn't you which sort of was a bit more of a, was similar to the film and kept all the other yeah I didn't watch much of that um I keep getting absolutely murdered on the internet for having the turtles podcast and never really having watched uh, that cartoon but I could not get behind the voice actors at all. And I feel really bad for saying that because I realise that that's like somebody's job, mm. and they, you know, they probably put a lot of time and effort and stuff into it. But I just, yeah, it just they don't sound like the turtles to me at all. Um, what? And that's it. Like, sorry, cool. No. One. Well, I was just gonna say the thing is for me is that I'm a bit of a voice acting groupie. Like I am, I follow like all of them on Twitter. Um, and I'm, I'm that person who, when you hear a voice in a cartoon and you go, do I know who that is? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's such and such from Thingy Thing. Like, because I'm just obsessed with voice acting. I think it's kind of an amazing skill. And I'm a little bit jealous that I can't do it myself. Like, the closest I get to it is doing an impression of um, Strong Bad doing his Teen Girl Squad voices. <laughs> <laughs> I do a mean what's-a-face. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, that really threw me out of that show because I just couldn't like listen to them at all and also April O'Neil wearing a crop top in a science lab I'm not having that that's a silly design bab like put a shirt on that's it health and safety <laughs> health and safety though. yeah you know you're wearing a lab coat as if to protect your clothes but then you've got your belly out like that's not something that's worth protecting <laughs> that doesn't make any real sense I'm going to come back to the voice actors thing because I'm going to test you on a few things or just question you on a few things. But have you ever seen? And it came out of that late '90s cartoon. I think it's called Turtles Forever. I've got a copy yes. of it knocking about somewhere. Where yeah. The, it gets proper meta. Yeah, <laughs> it's well weird. It's brilliant. It's like <laughs> I can't. I haven't seen it for a while, but I'm pretty sure like the story of it is essentially that Shredder discovers. Well, they all sort of discover at the same time, don't they, that there are different dimensions. Mm. And those different dimensions are just different versions of the turtles. So Shredder decides, oh, if I destroy, like, 
original turtles that then I'll destroy all turtles somehow. Science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Grant Morrison. That sort of that's what you've got to say. It's a Grant Morrison plot, so you know, it's kind of thing like that. Um, yeah, it is a bit, but it's that that was a yeah. No, I couldn't really get behind the voice acting in that because they didn't. It wasn't an um, it wasn't a union thing, was it? So the original eighties voice acting chaps mm. did not did not do the voices of the eighties turtles who were in it, and uh, it wasn't the same. No, I mean it's good fun, but that was good. that's what I was going to say about the voice acting. That's what I was going to come back to. Was I remember watching it because I watched it not too long ago. Mm-hmm. and it did it's sort of it's quite jarring because you're expecting certain voices and then when yeah. they're different I was a bit like oh oh that's not right no <laughs> yeah I mean that's why I had a bit of a problem with um, the f- fairly recent live action movie the first one that came out in I think it was 2014 mm. um, in that one Leonardo was played by Johnny Knoxville and every time he opened his mouth I was expecting him to say and welcome to Jackass and then like yeah. throw himself down a hill in a shopping cart I just couldn't accept that at all well, that was, was so weird when I saw that casting and I didn't know who he was going to play I just thought that Johnny Knoxville was going to do the voice of one of them my automatic was oh he'll play Michelangelo yeah I don't know you know just, just what I assumed so yeah it never, that didn't work for me those two films scare me anyway you talk about nightmare inducing See, now, I actually really liked both of them. The only problem I had with the second one was that they actually don't really fight anything in it ever. <laughs> like, if you watch it, you feel like you're watching an action movie, but if you watch it, a lot of the fight sequences are actually just them jumping over things <laughs> or jump, jumping away from things or jumping toward things. Like, there's not an awful lot of actual... It's like, it's the same problem I had with the second live-action movie in the, um, the, in 90s. the 90s, was that... I think it was because of a bit of a sort of uproar from parents that, like, you know, there was too much fighting in that first one. So in the second one, like, they never use their weapons properly. Like, occasionally they'll pick up a prop and use it as a weapon. Like, I don't know, a string of sausages. What the F? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, like, there's a scene in that film where they're all trapped in a net and Leonardo has his swords on his back and he still doesn't get them in and chop them out of the net. And I'm like, that's not even violent. Like, yeah. And it just they're just not very clever. Box. They're just not very bright in that one at that point. No, and they're the, they're the opposite of stealthy. That's like number one in the Ninja Handbook, and the turtles are terrible at yes. it. In like every, pretty much every version of it as well. Like the ones in the suits, I can understand because you're rolling around in giant, squashy, sweaty, disgusting suits mm. that you can barely see out of as well. Yeah. <laughs> so then you had these like tiny eye holes that were like just underneath the actual eyes of the uh, of the turtles. Which um, you can actually like really see in some of the shoddier versions of the suits, like the ones they used in that absolutely awful TV show, The Next Mutation. I was going to say that one. Yeah, I remember seeing the costumes in that were proper rinky dink. They were sort of like yeah, they were put together paper mache. Yeah, well, a lot of them as well. They're hang- they've got like rags hanging off, and like Raph's got like a load of like red rags like tied around his knees and stuff. And I'm adamant that that's because there's holes in the knee pads of the suits and stuff, and they're just like holding it together. <laughs> so throughout, throughout the episodes, they sort of they get more rags wrapped around them as the, the suits fall apart. Generally, yeah. At one point, like his whole leg just comes off, and it's just a human leg. No, that never happens. Yeah. But <laughs> that would actually be really funny. Um, but yeah, like the um, I didn't mind the new live action movie. Like I, 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 I think the second one is better than the first one. I love the fact that uh, Bebop and Rocksteady were brought into oh. it and done well. I thought they were fantastic yeah. as live action. 
They were so good. I mean, the only thing, and I've always said this about Bebop and Rocksteady, like, even in the, even when I was a kid watching the cartoons, I was like, why, do, why does Shredder keep asking you to do things? Yeah. <laughs> You're so crap. Like, you always fluff it up. There's no, there's no real reason why anybody would think, aha, these are my two henchmen. I'm going to send them off to do this important thing because they are just nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's got, but things like Shredder's got access to an entire ninja clan, like the, in the foot. Um, but then, like, yeah, then he uses two clumsy mutants instead. It's, yeah, he's got like all this Dimension X technology at his disposal because of Krang. But he's just like, oh, I'll just, I don't know, I'll just throw this rhino at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that'll do. That'll do. I'm sure it'll work. <laughs> T- talking of Shredder, and this is this is when one of those moments when like, my mind was blown. And it was only like in the last couple of years I found it out. Um, and voice acting. The fact that Shredder from the original cartoon was voiced by Uncle Phil from Uncle Phil. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, he's um, he's actually. I'm always a bit shocked when somebody who you don't expect to be good at something, and I don't know why I wouldn't expect him to be good because he's a good actor. Mm. But um, you know, when you just you don't see them doing a particular thing. And so, and voice acting, like a lot of people think that if you can act, you can voice act, and no, you can't. Like it helps; it definitely helps in terms of like delivery and stuff. But being able to like change your voice enough that you can sound like an almost entirely different, but like you know, Rick and Morty for me is the perfect example. Mm. I recognised Morty's voice almost immediately as being Justin Roiland because he sounds a little bit like Lemon Grab from Adventure Time, yeah. which is another Roiland character. But I had no idea for ages that Rick was the same guy because they sound like so different. It's insane. Well, um, you, you do get people that are so good at it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of the names. In um, Futurama... Oh. I use as an example of like the, the guy who did the voice of Bender. You go, oh yeah, it's the voice of Bender. But then I found out he's the voice of like ten of the characters in there as well. Yep, and um, the guy who does the voice of Fry as well, um, Billy West. That's right. He's yeah. like he's like six different people in it as well. Yeah, he definitely does Fry, and he definitely does. Um, what's his name? Oh my God, Stace, you're having I'm having such a brain fart. The scientist guy who owns Planet Express. Uh, oh my god <laughs> your brain <laughs> fart has extended yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap but he definitely does both of those voices and they sound insanely different to me so like kudos to anyone who can do that and that's why I was surprised about Uncle Phil because it doesn't sound like him at all like he sounds no. like a genuinely menacing dude and if you were to see Uncle Phil you'd be like oh man give him a cuddle yeah <laughs> It's like almost the opposite. I was listening to an episode of Turtle Power Pod um, today, and they were talking about an episode in which there's a, a mystical space baby for some reason, you know, turtles. And um, um, and Uncle Phil can't pronounce the word diapers. He keeps saying diapers, like he puts an extra <laughs> syllable in it, and that makes me so happy because it's so weird. I love weird little things like that. Yeah, I think some of the... Uh... If you try to put a voice on, so sometimes there must be something you just just can't get your tongue around. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I did um I did a sort of audition for a friend's cartoon that sadly hasn't happened, and one of the things she was asking me to do was to do like a giggle, but she also wanted it to sound like I had a mouthful of tentacles, and you would not believe. <laughs> 
You would not believe how difficult that is. Spent ages in my room going, hee hee. Like, just an absolute sloppy nightmare. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. As direction goes, that's a, you know, it's a giggle more, but, you know, more tentacles. I want more tentacles and uh, more giggles. Yeah. She said, like, one of the lines she wanted was, uh, oh, hello, I'm just like you, but I can do this. And then she wrote in, spews up a load of tentacles out of her mouth. And I was like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm quite sad this cartoon doesn't exist. I'm quite fascinated. I'm gonna I'm gonna badger her until she lets me do it because yeah. uh, I I really want to do a voice in something. <laughs> That's like my one goal in life. If I can like you know get that around the internet enough places, I just want to do a voice in something. It doesn't matter what it is or how many lines I have to say. I could have to say just one word. That'd be fine. But I'd do it because yeah. I'm a voice acting. So. That's what you do. Have it on your CV. I've almost thing is, I've, there are things I want to do in life. Um, you know, the, you know when they did, like, Top Gear did uh, star in a reasonably priced car, and you know you get to go on certain TV shows if you're you know you're you're a level of celebrity just on your way up or just on your way down that sort of thing. Where I'm like, I want to get famous, not to get famous, but just so I can get on these other shows. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they're doing a podcast i'm like i kind of wish i was like you know chris hardwick nerd is famous not because i want to be super famous but because then people would be like do you want to do a tv show about this other show and i'd be like yeah yeah that's it that's all <laughs> i want to do ever ask me to do that no i'm just all you talk about the, the voices that you've reminded me of something i was uh was, t- was looking at the other day it was you've heard of tara strong oh yeah she's amazing she really is like i've got a, a a four-year-old daughter so tara strong and i didn't realize until recently sort of like is very prominent in uh in her life i mean like you know uh fairly old parents uh teen titans go my uh my little pony um mm-hmm. yeah man she's done a lot she's really good though but uh, i didn't realize because she was batgirl in the in the recent thing as well bloody hell yeah she's absolutely amazing i am um... I wouldn't recommend following her on Twitter though if you've got a young <laughs> uh, yeah. She she does a lot of uh, very exciting cosplay. Let's put it that way. I'm just uh, looking I'm just looking at the photo and thinking, well I can follow that. I just won't share any. Yeah, I'm you like... absolutely can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love her in Teen Titans Go though. I think Raven's absolutely amazing. Yeah, she's she's uh I'm just looking at say looking at her C V she really did she really put it out there. Oh yeah. So who are the voices? I'm just talking the so the modern cartoon then the the sort of the CG yeah. one. What are your thoughts on that? Have you ever? Oh, I actually I really love that show. Except one entire series just completely dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like I was really loving it because um, one of my favourite things about it is the guy Rob Paulson, who is like one of my favourite voice actors ever. Mm. He he did the voice of Raph in the original '80s cartoon, and he's now Donatello in the new one in the Nickelodeon oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he's so perfect I love this version of Donatello he's got a gap in his tooth and he's adorable um, but yeah the show itself is actually like really amazing there's uh, some really good like fight sequences and stuff in it it's a bit more like the original cartoon in the sense that there's you know like weird mutant monsters in it like um, yeah so there's like there's like an episode with um, like Ray Filet is in it and the like Napoleon and bone frog and all that yeah. stuff like it's got all the weird stuff but it's also got some like really serious 
awesome, like fairly dark for a kid show moments. Yeah. But there was just one series where they went to space and I hated it. <laughs> like, oh, really? the yeah, the only thing I liked about that series was um, David Tennant played um, Fugitoid, who's like this sort of, he's like an alien intelligence that transferred himself into a robot. Oh. <laughs> See, really that's the thing I always found weird. Two things. Firstly, uh, David Tennant is now Scrooge McDuck, so... Best thing ever. I saw, yeah, have you, see, have you so... seen the trailer then for the new DuckTales? I've bloody well watched the first two episodes, oh, aren't you? I? Haven't it's seen good. it yet. I've seen the trailer. It looks very good. It's so good. It's better than the original. I'm, I'm calling it now. Oh, that's oh, that's dangerous talk. That is. I'm gonna get the rage of the internet falling on me now, but I don't care because I'm right. Yeah. It's so good. Just so because, do you remember Tailspin? Of course I do. Oh, Friends right. for life through thick and yeah. thin. Another Tailspin. They always had the best theme tunes. The uh, Disney stuff. Yeah, I had them on. Um, I was just I was listening to the Ducktales. Uh, uh, intro music the day on 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 uh, Apple and on iTunes and you know it sort of you know, it recommends the things I was just panning through to all these sort of like tailspin and all this stuff it's bloody brilliant <laughs> yep absolutely brilliant Rescue Rangers had yes. a really good theme tune yeah the t- actually to be it. fair Turtles had a pretty good theme tune oh I, I yeah I'm not going to sing here but I do know all the words to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the um, the Nickelodeon like CG type cartoon has like a riff on that, so it's got like the same, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm. bit in the middle, but then it's got like a rap as the verses instead. How very modern! <laughs> <laughs> I really love it, but mostly because it rhymes really stupid stuff and just like rambles a bit because it's a little bit over long. There's like three verses, and it's like no one cares. Like we just get to the pizza and that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's all we want. I'll give it a go. I literally haven't watched the latest version, like this CG oh, version. Oh, you should. It's really good. It is really good. Like I say, aside from that one season where it was in space and everything just went a little bit tits up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's just my personal preference, though. I think it was just because there was a yeah, they were just in space, just like it was just like an, a different alien each week, and I was like, no, I'm not interested in this. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, the turtles do go a little bit. Like even in the comics, like it, it sort of it starts in literally like street level, you know, as you would call a street level hero, and it escalates into sci-fi pretty quickly usually. Yeah, yeah. The um the Triceratons uh, were one of the first I think aliens to appear, aside from maybe the they weren't called Krang in the old comics. They're called like the Utrons or something. I never know how to pronounce it. Um, and. Uh, yeah, it's, it was one of those things when I first started reading the comics, even though I'd seen the cartoon and there was loads of weird crap in the cartoon. Like, I remember reading it and thinking, this seems odd. <laughs> like, like, this seems really odd. Because like you say, one moment it's all like, you know, darkness and shadows and ninjas and, you know, family feuds dating back to feudal Japan times and stuff. And mm. I was like, ooh intrigue and then the next issue it's just like we're i don't know like a, a dinosaur guy alien thing like what yeah. is what ah, where did you come from did you ever read i have to ask the 90s image comics run of turtles i've i've read some of the issues i haven't read <gasps> and nothing consistent okay if you can get your hands on it and i'm pretty sure they're doing a colored version of it at some point Ooh. Well, maybe it's just come out. I don't know. I um, I had a chat with Kevin Eastman <laughs> on my podcast last year, and he was talking about it coming out. So maybe it's out already. I don't know. But um, it's 
because it was the 90s and it was image, it was all like, oh, extreme comics, yeah. extreme. And so, like, the opening to issue one is just like Donatello getting ripped to shreds by automatic gunfire. What? <laughs> yeah, he gets turned into a cyborg later. It is madness. And I gen- genuinely don't know whether I should recommend it to people or not, because on the one hand, you have to read it to believe. Like, Splinter turns into a bat, and... <laughs> it's just nuts it's absolutely nuts i'm gonna try something i I, I do remember it like it is something i remember um but i've never gone back to it i'm I'm gonna find that that sounds awesome yeah it's nuts and the 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 best part about it is is that the turtles don't act like the turtles in it at all like in because one of the very consistent themes of the turtles is that they are even though Raph and Leo are often at, you know, loggerheads and whatever, there's always this very strong family vibe, like mm. they're there for each other when they need to be kind of thing. Um, but one of the be- one of the best things about the Image comics is they don't seem to give two shits about each other. <laughs> there's, there's, like, there's like one amazing bit, and I think it might even be in issue one, where like part of Raph's face gets like, I don't know if it's acid or what, but it basically melts and his eyeball's hanging out of its socket. And he looks at Leo and he's like, mate, is it bad? And Leo's response is not, holy crap, we need to sort your face out. Where's April? Somebody get me, I don't mm. know, like a like a steamed towel. Like, he doesn't do anything helpful. He just says, well, you won't be winning any uh, Most Handsome Man contests anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, and Mikey is a romance novelist in this version. Holy crap! Yeah, I'm really like I'm missing a beat here. I need this in my life. <laughs> I need... Yeah, see, I do think everybody should read it because it's just bananas. But like you said, though, it's the the, the franchise is evergreen because it goes through so many iterations. I mean, I'm I'm just online now. I'm looking at the 2007 the TMT TMNT animated film. I'm wondering what you think of it because I really enjoyed it. So I'm going. To, you may you may end up just hanging up on me, but <laughs> no, not at all. I um, I mean, I think people seem to think that I'm a massive turtles apologist, and I will, you know, watch anything and claim that it's good. Mm. Um, but I'm not. I actually, the thing about that film is it's got a plot hole the size of Texas. But if you ignore that, it's actually a really funny, really interesting film with some really good action set pieces and um and possibly one of the greatest scenes on a rooftop that's ever existed in any kind of movie ever oh the fight like, you're talking the fight between leo the, and Ralph. yeah when he's but, when he's the when he's in the kit with all the the helmet on and stuff that's badass yeah that that scene made me cry in the cinema because <laughs> <laughs> i saw it twice in the cinema and i cried both times because i get unnecessarily involved in movies i'm I, I, like i cried at spider-man homecoming so you know this is not there's not like a high bar for me to cry at a movie <laughs> but um when i saw tmnt the first time after they have that fight and raf realizes that he just almost killed his brother and he runs off and then leo gets kidnapped mm. and he like he tries to chase down the van and he can't catch it and he just screams into the air and then like stabs his side into the ground. I was like, oh god! <laughs> I knew nothing was, was going to happen. Like they're all they're all going to be fine, but I still like legit burst into tears. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, you poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quality. Oh, it's a really good film. And again, I've got it on Blu-ray and the animation and it's really good. It stands up. 
It's really lovely. And I did actually genuinely enjoy a lot of the voice acting choices in that as well. Because mm. um, I thought Splinter was great. I've forgotten the name of the guy who did it. But he was like a Japanese dude. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it didn't sound semi-racist. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's this one scene and it's like a throwaway thing. And apparently it wasn't ever intended to be in the movie. He just happened to do this in the recording booth where he just sings this sort of like little song while he's walking into the kitchen and he's making it like he's pouring himself a bowl of cereal. Yeah. And then um, it's just the most adorable thing. I love it so much. <laughs> Oh, watch that movie again now. I'm, I'm thinking the same. I'm just looking at the picture and you know, oh, yeah, this was a really good film, this was. <laughs> it really was. I think it was because it had been quite a long time since anything had really... I mean, because I wasn't watching the... I can't remember what year it came out, but I want to say 2003, like the uh, the four kids' um, Turtles cartoons. Mm. So I hadn't been watching that, so I hadn't really seen anything since the last time I'd seen the 90s movies, which would have been yonks ago. So when this came out in 2007, I was like chomping at the bit for more Turtles things. It's like, yes, get in my belly. Yeah. And uh, and it didn't, it didn't disappoint. I think it's one of those movies that you have to not think too hard about the plot because yeah. it doesn't matter even a lick of sense no <laughs> i agree with that yeah don't don't scratch at the surface because yeah it, it don't work yeah. but, but yeah. There, i mean there's a lot of films like that that i enjoy if i'm honest like i don't if if a movie can entertain me with its you know its visuals and its performances then i don't think it really matters sometimes necessarily exactly what the plot is that's it i mean i literally had a conversation uh with a friend of mine like literally last week when we were talking about the Fast and the Furious films because I'm quite a big fan of the Fast, Fast and the Furious films and he hates them he's like they make no sense they're rubbish why would you do that and I'm like dude The Rock is like punching his way out of buildings you know like he rips them, he rips in one of them like he rips a minigun off a drone and uses it how is this not entertaining you yeah, he like di- in, I think in the most recent one, he was like diverting a missile with his yeah. bare hands whilst driving on ice. I was like, "This is insane!" It is. It's I mean, brilliant. I kind of, I kind of, I think I like those movies because I haven't actually seen all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my tolerance for just like driving around things dramatically is pretty low. <laughs> so I think having having only seen like maybe two or three of those movies fairly spaced apart was a good idea. I think that's the best way. You know what I mean? It's like, and I wouldn't yeah. recommend the first four. I think stick with the ones later. They're uh, they get like they're as daft as balls, but they're hugely entertaining. Sometimes I think those movies do better to just be daft because if they take themselves too seriously, they're impossible to watch. Yes. Oh yeah. It's yeah. I mean, at one point, like you know, they they are they are literally talking about Fast and the Furious in space at some point. And I'm like, I'm down with that. It's it's stupid. Yeah, but do you know that. what? I want to see the Rock racing spaceships. <laughs> That'll do me. I'd watch that. Um, I've got a Cinemall card, so I can see it for free. That's it. Yeah, I've got an Odeon Limitless. I'm, I'm happily, uh, I'll sit through it because I'm, yeah, because you know, if it's rubbish, I'll leave and go watch something else. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, one of the ones I was going to ask about, say, from a turtle's point of view, the comics. Have you read the I am the IDW run that's that's going on at the moment? I have yes, I um I jumped on it from issue one because as soon as I heard it was coming out, I was like yes. Because mm. uh, <laughs> sadly enough, um, podcast in a half shell that I've been doing for I think it's all it's coming up on three years now possibly. Um, I actually used to do it about five years prior to that, 
and pretty much the instant me and my co-host at the time Luke started podcasting about turtle things like everything got cancelled no. <laughs> like, Tales of the TMNT stopped being a comic there wasn't a cartoon on the TV anymore and there was nothing being announced they'd uh, scrapped the plans for a movie at the time and we were like mm. three episodes deep we were like well that's probably the end of that then isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like whoops <laughs> so like as soon as they announced these comics coming out I was like oh my god turtles things turtles things they are really really good too like really good yeah I mean I've read the first I think I've read the first 15 issues in trade um, and I, I do you know they do like the look the deluxe the big hardback books yeah, uh, I do, oh, they're lush, they are. I, yeah, I do keep looking at them and thinking, oh, they look nice, they look tasty, I do want some of that. Because they were good. I mean, the first 15 issues, like the first, tra- first three trades are really good. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to... Uh, oh, I don't want to ruin something for you, but I've got stories about things. No, go for <laughs> it. Most, mostly it's just me crying on the bus. but um, <laughs> <laughs> Just alone two... into a cappuccino. Oh, I didn't even have a cappuccino. I wasn't even that lucky. Just crying out directly onto my iPad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I read. I, I have a tendency to read comics on the bus because bus journeys are insanely boring. And um, there were two particular issues of Turtles that made me like proper ball on the bus. There was I can't remember which issue it was, but there was a mini series called Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. And it basically each issue they'd sort of um, they were just bouncing around in time accidentally. And there was one issue that was set in Japan where they actually meet themselves as human children and uh, their dad as a human guy. And they're like, oh shit, son. And what they don't realise until they've left to go... Well, they don't even realise at all, but it gets like sort of... The readers are shown this after they've left the area. Is that them being there is what caused Oroku Saki to like... Kill them all. No way. <laughs> I was just like on the bus, like, no. Oh my that god. Can't be a thing. I was absolutely gutted, like, bawling, like, properly, but like, contemplating calling into work. I can't come in, I'm distressed on the bus, like, <laughs> And then the other issue was the one where they sort of killed Donatello. Yeah. Now, Tell me about Go that, because that actually came out of the blue. Because, again, it was one of those times where I sort of I dip in and out of the comic, and obviously I check up on it, you know, on comic sites and stuff. And all of a sudden there was an issue. There was one of the solicits was released. It was just the three of them. Yeah. So, I mean, this one of the things I have a bit of a problem with with mainstream comics at the moment, and a little bit with TV and stuff too, is that they give away the farm, like, so many months in advance. Mm. Like solicitations for things in a few months time will tell you how like a current event is ending and you're just like well what am i even doing you know why like spending my money on this stuff when you're just going to tell me how it ends yeah but they i don't know how they did it but they managed to keep it like under wraps until the issue came out pretty much and then (laughs) i got like six text messages that morning from other friends who read it that were like have you read this you need to go and buy this comic and read it like this instant and i was like oh okay so i went and picked it up after work and um read it on the bus on the way home and legit cried because it's possibly one of the best like the the most well-drawn and colored horrific thing i've ever (laughs) seen in a comic because um i don't know if you've seen the art in the turtles books at about that time i think it was like issue 45 i want to say yeah 
And the artwork, sort of like the the designs of the turtles are a bit more like the Nickelodeon ones, so they're not as like. They're a bit more round, aren't they? They've got like. They're a bit more rounded. They're a bit taller. They're not like because originally they were quite squat and they were all pretty much the same size and shape. And without mm. the colours, you have got a blues bloody clue who was which. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so in this, they're a bit more. I'm, I don't want to say cartoony, but that's kind of what they were. Yeah. Um. But the colouring in this issue, so basically they've got this plan, I can't remember the details because it was like a couple of years ago now, but they've got this plan that involves three of the turtles and some other people that they know going off and doing a thing near the Technodrome. And Donnie had to be remotely at a computer doing things, computer science, I don't remember. Well, like, Bebop and Rocksteady turn up, and in the comics... Bebop and Rocksteady are not useless, bumbling oh. losers. They are, like, they're, they're still a bit stupid, but they've got, like, mega brute strength. Like, like <laughs> they could snap me like a twig kind of strength. He's like, I'm a rhino, I'll kill you. <laughs> and so they go to where, like, the, the little lab where Donatello is, and they start having a scrap. And the thing that struck me about it was, as the panels went, as the panels in the comics went on, the backgrounds went from this like sort of creamy colour and they started getting more yellowy and then they went orange and then the more Donatello was getting beaten up, it was getting like into the red and then there was a panel where, I can't remember if it's Bebop or Rocksteady, one of them takes a sledgehammer to the back of Donatello and there's a, <laughs> there's a panel where his shell is just shattered and he's screaming and the background is bright red and I was like... What am I looking at? <laughs> what, what am I even looking at? Had a total meltdown on the bus. It was a nightmare. Um, but it was so well written that I was like desperate to read more because even though you know they're not going to kill off one of the fucking turtles, like they're not going <laughs> to, that's yeah. not how comics and things work. But the the last panel, well, the last page in the book was like all of the turtles getting back from their mission, like, yeah, success. Oh, shit. And then. Yeah. Um, there's like it's each of the individual turtles reactions to it that like got me because like leo's got this look on his face as if to say right what are we going to do to sort this out and raf looks like he's about to punch someone's face to death yeah and mike's just like openly bawling and i was like oh my heart i couldn't cope with it at all but it was so good (laughs) like i felt felt bad saying it because I was like, that's my favourite character and he's possibly dead, but that was really good book. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like you say, if it's, you know, issue 40, in the, you know, those mid-40s, if you've been reading it and you've also got, you know, legacy, you've also, you've already got history with it, um, mm-hmm. if you've been invested in those characters for like 40 plus issues, like it would be, and if it's done well, like I can see why it would be devastating to, you get so invested in these, like, I did got to ask did uh, did he come back it did, well what they did at first was uh, they couldn't they couldn't fully save him straight away yeah. so they they basically put him in a medically induced coma and transferred his consciousness into metalhead don't know if you remember metalhead from the cartoon he's basically like a turtle robot that yeah, Donatello yeah, yeah. makes um so they transferred his consciousness into metalhead and then there was a whole like sort of existential crisis where it was like he didn't want donnie's consciousness to leave him because he was like no i'm a real thing now though like <laughs> i don't i don't want to die 
Oh my god, just get deep. Got real grim. What happened to the eighties and nineties turtles where they were like fighting, having pizza fights and? and that some of the pizzas they were eating were just disgusting anchovies man they introduced me to anchovies in the worst possible way (laughs) i mean i mean i absolutely hate anchovies anyway the idea of putting that on a pizza just seems like sacrilege to me but it was like some of the weirdest stuff that they chose where they're like i don't know pepperonis and ice cream that'll do let's have a whipped cream pizza (laughs) no like, what does that even entail? Does that have a tomato sauce base and then cheese and then whipped cream? Like, that's that's so gross. Caramel. Like, it's caramel sauce. <laughs> no tomato sauce. Caramel sauce, cheese, and uh, whipped cream. There you go. <laughs> it's the cheese that's putting me off. Because yeah. in my head, it's got to be like mozzarella, and that's just not going to work. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it shows, like I said, they, they've done everything. They've been comedic, and they've been, like, pretty dark. But, yeah. I have to say, right, I've been away from the Turtles for a while in a sense of, you know, I haven't really read the IDW comics or anything like that. Um, I haven't watched the cartoons. I'm well going to get back into it. I'm going to give them a try again. <laughs> oh, you absolutely should. I mean, if you take, if if anybody listening out there takes anything away from this episode, it's that, like I say, I'm not a big Turtles apologist. There are some Turtles things that I think are terrible. Um, f- for example... Uh, we wish you a turtle Christmas if you've ever seen that, <laughs> or the next temptation, which I never want to speak of again. Yeah. Um, you know, Mona Lisa is not a thing. I'm not having that. No, it was Venus de Milo, wasn't it? I'm not yes. having her. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. It's not that confused thing. me so much when you watched that. And you're like, she's got a shell on the front, but it appears to be boobs. I'm not sure, like how that <laughs> works. Really, my least favourite thing about her, and there were a lot of things I hated about her, but my least favourite thing was the, the fact that her sort of, like, weapon was, like, a plat that was made out of her bandana. Because <laughs> they obviously just didn't want to give a girl, like, actual fighty weapons. So they were like, let's give her mind powers so she can just stay out of the fight. And then if she does ever get into it, I don't know, she can just, like, I don't know, flick a bandana in someone's eye. <laughs> like, it's so practical. She's got long hair, but it's a bandana. Uh, she'll flick it around in a sort of modelly kind of way. Yeah, oh, it wasn't good, that film. I think I've only watched two or three episodes, and it's awful. The, the thing that always bothered me about them introducing her, and I understand that from a marketing point of view, it was probably like, we want to get girls into Turtles. Mm. Whereas, like, girls are already into Turtles. You don't need to do this. Mm. But, but, like, the thing that really bothered me about her was that one of the... <laughs> This is going to sound so creepy. But one of the things that um, that I have often thought about, and I don't know why, is like how sad it's going to be for the turtles that they're just going to grow old and die on their own because they can't possibly start a relationship with anyone because they're like mutant yeah, yeah. turtle things. Um, and, and what bothered me about her was I kept having this really horrible idea that they'd end up at, like having a scrap over her and that she'd have no say in whether or not any of them would get... Like, they were all just going, like, no, this one's my, it's the first girl we've ever seen. I want it. And I'm like, no, that's really, like, predatory. I don't like it. Some sort of, like, like yeah, it. some sort of arranged marriage, but with the, yeah. yeah. I mean, because, like, Leo and Raph were already sort of, like, making eyes at her when she first appeared in the first, like, couple of episodes. And uh, and I'm just like, no, I'm not having, like, she's not for you. <laughs> she's <laughs> not for you. Hands off. <laughs> like, this is weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's so intensely creepy. Yeah, it wasn't. 
It wasn't well thought out, I don't think. <laughs> Not really, no, no. I mean, the thing about turtles is, and it's a thing about stuff that I've never quite understood, is the idea that girls can only be into it if there's girls in it, and that boys can only enjoy something if it's mostly boys in it. Because yeah. I'm like, that is absolutely not true. Like, most of the people I know that really like the turtles are girls, um, because it was just a fun show. Mm. It was like a, like a fun, silly show we used to watch on a Saturday, and they'd eat silly pizzas, and like, I don't know, April would do something daft. i tell you what, though, right, here's the thing. <laughs> Go back and watch any episode that's got Irma in it. Do you remember Irma? Like, was she, like, was she April's... flatmate or something? Or... Yeah, she was like April's best mate at the uh, at the Channel 6 news station, and I don't really know what she used to do there, because she didn't seem to ever actually be doing a job of any description. But um, she is so hungry for D. Like, <laughs> it is... And I'm not, and anything she'll have, like, there's one episode where she starts dating a robot. She's constantly trying to make out with the turtles. She's like, hey, April, will you give me their number? She's like, no, you ravenous beast. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she look like Velma? Did she look a bit, I'm going to do that. Didn't she look yeah, like no, Velma or something? She does a bit, but she's sort of, somehow, she's infinitely frumpier. She's got, <laughs> she's got like, this long, blue, like, really big, thick-necked, uh, turtleneck jumper and then like a vi- really long flump like frumpy skirt i'm just like but she just spends the entire time like is there a man in the room where can i talk to him where is he can i have a number <laughs> who are you Do you fancy a shag <laughs> like, <laughs> to be fair you gotta you gotta admit you know that's some uh that's some confidence though i don't think i'd be able to the goal yeah, to do no, that i definitely wouldn't because i see new people and hiding corners so yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the cartoon, the, the, yeah, there's right because there was was it Vernon was like, t- um... yeah, the guy with the massive conk. <laughs> yeah, like April's helper, but was com- like his camera, uh, camera, but was completely useless. I always thought that was a really weird choice in the in the eighty show. In that, if you look at most of the humans in that, other than April and Irma, they are horrific looking. <laughs> <laughs> Like, disgusting look, and not just, like, slightly ugly people that you might actually see on the street. Like, disfigured and stuff. Like, yeah. they're all awful. It's such a weird direction to take a show in. I don't know if it's just, like, easier for animators to just, like, fart out really ugly Oh, it must have been. Because those things were doing, like, yeah, I mean, they weren't, they were all animated in, like, you know, Korea, weren't they? They were sort of, like, just bashing out. So whatever was easiest to draw, I think, sort of. We've got this spare ugly face that we need, so just <laughs> just slap it in a turtles episode. That's I've got, I have got a bit of a challenge to you and your listeners. If you do go and watch any episodes of uh, of eighties turtles, if you if you can get your grubby little mitts on them right, if you're the kind of person that likes some alcohol, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got a drinking game for you. <laughs> you have to take a shot any time one of the turtles' voices comes out of a different turtle's face. <laughs> <laughs> A lot more often than you'd expect. Every cowabunga, yeah. every pizza, and every time April needs saving from something or turns up just to do exposition. And I'm telling you, that happens at least once an episode where they just happen to switch on the news and she's there like, oh, here's this important thing that you need to know for later. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I think that, again, I think that was a part of like that cheap animation from like the, you know, because... I'm pretty sure that happened in the real Ghostbusters. I'm sure there's a... I can remember... Just like I say, watch it, watch it on Netflix. There's an entire scene where Egon's talking to Pete Venkman and there are times when the lines are coming out of the wrong person. 
It's really creepy, isn't it? Yeah, it blows your mind. <laughs> I'm taking that challenge though. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the uh, tequila on on hand. And, oh, tequila as well. And see if I can survive an episode. <laughs> you'll get through an episode, but I reckon many more than like two, maybe three tops, and you'll be mullered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted on turtles. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen just this? We'll wrap up with just a couple of the crossovers. I just wanted to because recently, because um, they're an IDW property, they've been sort of crossing over with other things. <laughs> so they did a, a a turtles crossover with Ghostbusters. Yep. Which was I did indeed. Did you like it? I did. Uh, <laughs> this is where I'm going to sound absolutely terrible now. Um, I did. But I'm not a huge fan of the IDW Ghostbusters comics. Oh. Um, and I, I don't know whether that's because I wasn't that into the show when I was younger either because the ghosts in it are legit scary and I'm a wuss. <laughs> I think I've mentioned once or twice I am such a wuss. I've got a phobia of E.T. That's the level of wussiness <laughs> you would I cannot look at E.T. like ever. Um, so, yeah, like, it, I don't know if it's just because I'm not as familiar with the characters and and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I liked the idea of it, and I liked the turtles in it, um, and the artwork was lush, because it was by, I want to say Dan, now, Show, I think Shoney. it's pronounced yeah, see, I think it's pronounced Shining, you know, mm. like, it's one this, of I knew we were going to say something wrong, I knew we were going to pronounce it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what the thing is, I think it's pronounced, you know how Matt Groening does The Simpsons? Yeah, yeah. He spelled his name the same way that Dan... Shining does, so I assume it's pronounced that way, but I actually don't know. I just made that up. I just thought I was being clever, I guess. Um, I'm sure somebody on the internet will correct me because that's what the internet's for, I think. It is. <laughs> no, yeah, you're not allowed to get a single thing wrong. <laughs> I'll get stuff wrong all the time. <laughs> I am a nightmare. But yeah, no, it was, it, yeah, it was good. I think if you like the, the Ghostbusters comics, mm. then you wouldn't be upset with the turtles encroaching on it, because it was a really interesting story. But I think if you're not that into, like, one or other of the properties, it might not be for you, yeah. I guess. I mean, I came at it from a Ghostbuster, because I, I said I collect the Ghostbuster uh, comic, and uh, yeah, I thought it was cracking. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Good little twist. Um, The other one, then, really took by surprise, because I thought, oh, I'll, I'll give it an issue, and it'll be, we'll see. Was the turtles and Batman? Okay, which one are you talking about here? Are you talking about the the? Good point. Pro- I was going to say proper one, like there's a <laughs> like what am I talking about? The one that's got like is it Freddie Freddie Williams art? Yes. Okay, cool. Because there's a there's an even more recenter one that's kind of like Batman animated series style, crossed mm. with Nickelodeon turtles. So. That was really good. I really like that. Um, the Freddie Williams one. I, I, yeah, I think it started out really strong. Um, I really loved the first issue of it. And again, it was another one where I liked the idea of it. Um, but I didn't like, I don't know, I didn't like how it panned out at the end. I don't know how much I want to say because I don't want to ruin stuff for people. Yeah. Um, but I felt like the ending was a bit sort of just like throwing every villain we've got because we've got to have the Joker in it and that and like I t- it was yeah. a bit ham-fisted. Like, it was. It was. Yeah. A, it did feel like in just in case this is the only opportunity we get to do this, I'm going to throw everything at it as much as possible. Yeah. So yeah, I felt. Yeah. Like, I agree. The ending. What was the other one like then? Because I I never read the other one. The other one 
great. It was because um, I really like. I mean, I really like the Nickelodeon style um, show anyway. Because it's very, it appeals to my sense of humour, which is like somewhere between really highbrow and fart jokes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, which is why I think I like Rick and Morty so much. Cause, yeah. Uh, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's good. It's really good, and the it it leans very much towards the sort of fun mm. side. Um, so it's a bit more like. Um, did you ever watch Batman: Brave and the Bold? Yes. To me, it has that sort of feel to it, um, story wise and tone wise. Right. So I really enjoyed that because I think that's really fun. Yeah, that is really good cartoon actually, and that's again, it's quite sort of all ages, isn't it? But there's like stuff in it you can, yeah. you know, it, that's, uh, you know, like you say, you probably wouldn't. You could show it to your kids, but there's jokes in there that you know they're not going to get. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the only version of Aquaman that I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> he's in Brave and the Bar. I think he's wonderful. He is brilliant in that. I'm sort of hoping that, like, you know, that's how I was. That's how I see Jason Momoa's Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I said to Rich, if he says the word outrageous in the Justice League movie, I don't care what the rest of the movie's like. I'm giving it <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the absolute best. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm hoping that's what Joss Whedon's doing. He'll bring in an outrageous. I hope so. That would actually legit make my day. Because <laughs> I've got no expectations of that movie, despite the fact that I thought Wonder Woman was absolutely amazing. Like, nothing about any of the trailers has got me even slightly hyped for Justice League. But I'm like, I'll go and see it, because at the worst, it's a bit crap. Yeah. Like, oh well. Um. So I'm really hoping that I'll go and I get wayward by how amazing it is and how outrageous just, just uh, Jason Momoa is in it. Um, yeah, I, I can't get hyped because I think, like you say, if I get hyped, I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get upset, but <laughs> yeah. I just want, I, was... a, I want a Superman film with an actual Superman in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that because I am, I'm a person who didn't mind Man of Steel. We've mm. gone so off topic, I hope I your listeners don't mind. Um, I didn't mind Man of Steel. I don't think it was like the best film ever made. It's definitely flabby. It could do with shaving down a bit, but... It seemed, and it was too dark, I don't care what anybody says, it needed some colour in it. But at least Superman in it was doing supermanly things occasionally, like rescuing a bunch of people on a boat. Or, yeah. like, you know, he was actually doing stuff uh, until he started just, like, absolutely wasting an entire town. Um, <laughs> but, like, Batman versus Superman, for me, they they sort of elevated him to this, like, godlike status when we'd never seen him be you know, much more than a guy who'd saved a couple of things and destroyed a heck of a lot. And yeah. it just, it made no sense to me. And then, of course, you know, Jesse Eisenberg starts wandering around being a knob. Oh, like, don't. What a performance, eh? Mm. I don't know what movie he thought he was in, but it definitely wasn't the one that they made. Yeah. <laughs> madness. Absolute madness. There are anyway, scenes in that. <laughs> there are scenes in that. But no, I'll tell you the one that really bothers me the most um, and I remember watching it in the cinema and I did question myself whether I'm going to leave is the moment he starts trying to insert a Jolly Rancher into that guy's face oh. and I'm just <laughs> See, like oh, no, no one's coming out of this looking good I'd actually I'd actually forgotten entirely about that bit because um, I actually I haven't seen the film since I saw it in the cinema and I regret seeing it in the cinema actually because we actually went to see it at um, there's a place in Birmingham called the Electric Cinema that everybody should go yes. to. It's like 
one of the UK's oldest cinemas, and it's only got two screens, but it also has a fully stocked bar, and they serve cake, and they serve absinthe, and it's amazing. <laughs> but when we went to see Batman versus Superman there, they got Superman and Batman cocktails, like, special for the day. So I had one of each, and that was the best thing about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was a gin cocktail. I don't even like gin. That's how crap that movie was. <laughs> I was like, give me six of them. I don't even care. That's it. Just keep on coming. I'll get through this, whatever it takes. Just hook it to my veins. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think we're going to try and uh, we will try and wrap up. We will wrap up on a turtle's note. So yeah, let's for the listeners then, mm-hmm. and for anyone who's new to turtles or young or whatever, if you're going to try and get them into turtles, what are you going to recommend? Oh, I would say for for kids, definitely the Nickelodeon show. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's funny and the animation's delightful and uh, and it's really, really good, really good. The only problem I have with that show is that halfway through they had to swap out Leonardo for a different voice and it's really jarring because <laughs> um, they went from Jason Biggs to Seth Green. Wow, that is a change. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't be more different voice-wise if you tried, to be honest. Um, and they, they actually tried to like plow over it in the show as if to say, oh, his throat got injured in a fight. <laughs> Like, no, <laughs> your throat doesn't get injured to the extent that you just suddenly sound like Seth Green. Yes, it, yeah. <laughs> like, that's just daft. But the thing that's great about that is that it does have a lot of the stuff from the comics in it too. Like, they do go to the house in Northampton for a while and stuff like that. So it's um, it's definitely got stuff in there for the adults, but it yeah. is so much fun for kids. And for adults, I would say the IDW comics run, mm. um, partly because... It's, you know, recent-ish, so it's not going to be that hard for you to get hold of, or stupidly expensive, and it's also amazing. I'm like, definitely really going to give that a go. No, I'm definitely going to track down and extend my collection on that. Yeah, you absolutely should. I mean, even if you only get up to, like, issue, I don't know, 46. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, you absolutely have to read that issue, because I, honestly, I think it's... Because one of the things about comics that strikes me a lot is that there's so many comics that I read where they're trying to make you feel, you know, like something could genuinely happen to this character, but you absolutely know 100% that it can't. Like, nothing is permanent in comics, even death. Yeah. And so, you know, you can be reading a Spider-Man story and you're like, it's fine, it's Spider-Man, like, it's nothing's going to... But that was the first time in ages where I'd read a book and I legitimately thought, they're going to off him. They're going <laughs> to off him in the thing and I'm not going to have my favourite title Have a little cry refusing to turn the page ever refusing to read that last page i actually told uh kevin eastman in the interview that we did that he has to stop trying to kill the uh, kill donatello and stuff because <laughs> i was like it happened in the image comics it's happened a couple of times in the nickelodeon show <laughs> you know you, you just stop it just stop it he <laughs> was like all right i'll put in a good word <laughs> brilliant Okay, well, before we rock off then, um, one more thing. Where can people find you on the social medias and for the podcasts? Oh, mate, I'm all over Twitter, like a rash on a cheap hooker. Um, so <laughs> you can find me there at Stacey's Parlour. That's Stacey with an E and Parlour with a U. And the podcast is popcultureparlour.podbean.com or, you know, iTunes and Stitcher and all those other sort of pod-catching places where you can go just do a search for Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour and that's where you'll find me and my name rambling things about how much I cry at stuff <laughs> <laughs> awesome 
this has been another great. I'm really chuffed with how this has gone. Actually, it's been a really good chat. We've covered so much, like gone all over the place, but in great, in great fashion. Honestly, I could keep going for about six hours on the turtles if you uh, if we had the time. But <laughs> I, I am think I'm thinking. Oh well, I'm thinking I'm going to have to drag you back, and we're going to do another turtle special. I think we'll do. But I'll, do. <laughs> I'll try and do it a bit more. Sort of, we'll see if we can do it more laser focused, and uh, mm-hmm. we might even pick a. I'm sorry. Have you listened to my podcast? I don't think laser focused is a word you could use for it. <laughs> well, I said I said that, and as I said it, I was thinking, all right, well, we'll try. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we, we should do. See. What we should do is we should somehow get together and do the drinking game and live podcasting. <laughs> I think we should. I think I'm going to do that. We're going to pick. We both get to pick some episodes of the of the uh, '80s cartoon, and we get to go, we have to see how long it takes us to get through a bottle of vodka. I can't do shooters of vodka. You're insane. <laughs> it's sambuca. I love sambuca. All right. Well, so you've got to man up now, Stacey. This is it. We're talking. This is this is big boy time now. This is. Uh, because of you know it's it's well alcohol right let's just do absinthe and be done with it that's the top you can get for absolute nonsense so okay so we can both blame the ninja turtles for us going blind uh... yeah we'll start hallucinating turtles in the room like what to see you weeping over a cushion on the floor like why donny why (laughs) if there's ever an episode that even slightly threatens donatello like i'm gonna have a (laughs) <laughs> there was one recently in the Nickelodeon show, you know, where they vaporised him into the air, and I was like, "What is? What is even?" <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of Donny hate going on at the moment. I don't know what that's for. He's clearly the best one, anyway. <laughs> okay. I could do a podcast just on that. <laughs> <laughs> just arguing about that, Ninja Turtles. I'm gonna throw. A, I'll throw a colour bandana into the into the ring, and everyone's gonna argue about why that's the best turtle. I would absolutely win that. I can prove it scientifically. <laughs> we shall do that sometime. Let's. Right. Stace, this has been fantastic. I've Thank really you for enjoyed me it. On. It's been good fun. No, it's been great. And we'll, uh, I'll uh, message you soon and we should catch up and uh, we should do this again, actually. Yay. Well, I'm game for talking about most things. The only problem I've got is that, you know, the shocking memory. So I need, I need like, full warning so I can actually, like, you know, read things and... <laughs> do some research stuff. and stuff. Awesome. Okay, we'll speak soon. Okay, so that was Stacy from Stacy's Parlour. Uh, getting together to talk about Ninja Turtles... Uh, voice acting, Netflix series, and a lot of other bits and pieces. Great fun, that chat. And uh, another great entry to the Summer of Geek. So, what's coming next? Next week, the final entry. It's been a bit hit and miss as to which order they come in, but final entry, least but... Well, sorry, last but not least, uh, I'm going to be speaking to Kim, my friend Kim, about 10 years of Tarantino. So I'm really looking forward to that. So if you want to get in contact with me, find me on the Twitter, uh, at 20th Century Geek. Email me, 20thCenturyGeek at gmail.com. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, under 20th Century Geek. Uh, Instagram, follow us, find out what's going on. Look at some fun- funky photos, uh, 20th Century Geek. Um, and if you want to get in contact, any suggestions, anything that's coming up, let me know. Have to have any feedback. Uh, find us on iTunes, on Stitcher. Subscribe, leave a five-star review, or not five-star review any review is welcome any feedback is welcome so guys have a great week and uh, we'll catch up next time